We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 324. We have a little solo episode today, which I feel like we don't do very often. Mostly because I feel like you probably get sick of me talking, but every once in a while, I feel like there are some extra special topics that I feel like aren't talked about enough in the industry, and that is the whole point of the Equestrian Podcast. Well, last week... I was at a horse show. We went to Aiken, South Carolina with a few clients, and it was so much fun. But a big part of that horse show was that we did not bring a groom with us. So we had a small team, another trainer and myself, who acted as trainer, and we also acted as groom, barn manager, you name it, we did it. And that really was, one, A great reminder that grooming is a lot of hard work. You have to really love what you do to continue to do that role and do it in a way that is, you know, really well done and helpful and beneficial to the animal in the program. So I give grooms so much credit. I could never do what you do day in and day out. So props to you grooms if you're listening. Thank you so much for everything that you do for our horses and for our team. But that also brought on a fun topic that I thought I would chat about, and that is not just packing for a horse show, but common things that we often forget about, because not having to pack personally for a horse show very often, I it just kind of brought back memories of things that are often forgotten about, things that you have to you know, for you forget about, so you end up having to buy at the horse show and you kick yourself because you know you have several of X, Y, and Z at home and now you have to go buy another one. So I just thought I'd make a little episode about that. So first and foremost, there are several things that I like to make sure that I have in my car when I am trying to beat the trailer of horses to the horse show grounds which I feel like no one talks about, but there are specific things that you want to have with you that you want to pack for the horse show, but you want to bring in your car instead of in the trailer with the horses. And a big part of that is because you want to beat the trailer there to get everything set up uh, with, you know, how you want your stall set up, where you want your grooming stalls, where you want your feed room, where you want your tack trunks, you name it. Some horse shows allow for that. Some have specific spots where you can kind of make a setup. The horse show that we went to in Aiken last week, we we kept it pretty casual. We didn't have a setup, so we utilized all of our stalls. Um, we had three horses with us, and then we had two grooming stalls and um, kind of a catch-all tack room slash feed room. So it worked out really nicely. I was in charge of beating the horses there, and unfortunately went through a lot of back roads and got pulled over. <sighs> I'm still so bitter about it. Um, It was one of those stupid back roads that my maps on my GPS 
told me that it was a 45. So I thought I was being super responsible and going 50 with my cruise control on. When in fact, when I was pulled over, the lady told me that it was in fact a 35 and just up ahead it turns to 45. So I was going 15 over. It made me feel a little bit better knowing that one of my clients got pulled over by the same lady. So she was just out to get everyone, I guess. But all that being said, I got there a little bit before the trailer, so I was able to do a few things. So back to the packing list. Here are things that I had in my car that really helped me quickly decide, make decisions, get the stalls ready for the horses. One, actually this is kind of twofold, but one, I always bring clips with me. So clips for hanging stuff up, but especially for water buckets. That's first and foremost, you always want to have water and buckets ready to go for the horses that they can go right into their stall and drink if they need to. Um, A lot of trailer situations have water buckets set up during their trip, but Sometimes they don't, and sometimes horses are, you know, it's a stressful situation if they're not used to traveling a lot. And so um, with the movement and, um, you know, the unknown environment, often horses don't drink while they're on a trailer or definitely don't drink as much as they normally would if they were in their stall or turned out in their paddock. So always like to have water um, ready to go for the horses when they get off the trailer. So that uh, three of my packing list items involve water. So the second one is buckets. It's super easy. And I've done this before where you obviously pack water buckets, but you put them in the trailer. And I always kick myself because then you feel like it's, you know, such a scramble to quick try to fill up the water buckets while the horses are, you know, kind of in that little bit of anxious mode. They've just gotten in their stalls. They're getting acclimated with the new smells, the new, you know, everything new environment um, of what's going on around them. So kind of adding that dynamic of like pouring water into a bucket is just like, I feel like adds to the stress. So anything that you can do um, beforehand for the horses to get settled quickly is important, I think. So clips and buckets are a big part. If you also haven't been to the horse show venue before and you don't know the water or hose situation, um, I think having a hose with you, there are those really small, like retractable hoses um, that you can get at like Home Depot or even Walmart um, that are super easy to travel with. They like really coil up small, but then at least if you have have a situation where it's like really hard to either locate a hose or locate your nearest like water spigot. Um, having a hose kind of just in the back of your car ready to go for, for that situation is helpful. And it saves you um, some extra lifting if you're having to just, you know, fill up your water out of a spigot and then like hand walk it all the way over to each stall. So that's another one that I think is important. The other thing is I always drive with my saddles. Um, I know a lot of trailers have saddle holders or things like that, but especially if you're on back roads or if you have a pretty full um, trailer of items, especially if it's in the middle of the summer and it's not temperature controlled, I just like to travel with my saddles. They are a huge investment, and so protecting them at all costs is very important to me. So I usually always just have them in the back of my car. Um, The other thing that I always bring on my way to the horse show is a pitchfork. I bring that in the back of my car because 
I always like to bank my stalls and um, I feel like you're always kind of looking for something once you open the, your, your bags of shavings to be able to do that in an effective way. Otherwise, you're always stuck with like kicking the shavings around then you get shavings in your socks and shoes and it's like a mess. So I feel like it's way more efficient just to have a pitchfork with you uh, to be able to get the all of the stalls ready to go for the horses. Another key item always bring a scissors in your car. It is so important. You never know what, um, you know, zip ties or twine from last week's horse show are still up and you want to clear from the stalls and whatnot. Um, anything that could be hazardous to the horse. And then of course, um, you know, I just open up the scissors to kind of use as a sharp edge to open the shavings takes a lot. It's a lot more efficient that way. Um, definitely more efficient than I've definitely used car keys in the past and having a scissors on hand, I feel like is always super useful while you're waiting for the horses to arrive. Um, the other thing, which is like a little bit off on a tangent is I always have a portable charger and, um, I've been in a situation where, okay, first of all, if you know anything about me, you know that I am in a constant state of living with like 1% battery on my phone. I don't know what it is. I can have a brand new phone. It's, it has nothing to do with the battery life. I am just always, I'm using my phone so much that I'm like always on low battery. So I have several portable chargers, but having one all charged up and ready to go for the horse show, but especially in your car on that first day, because if you are in my position, like I was last week where I had to be at the show first, getting, you know, going into the show office, finding out where our stalls are, and then talking with the rest of my team and the shipper for where to be. Obviously, you need your phone up and running. So I think that's always something that I think is really important to travel with, especially to horse shows. And obviously, having something like that, you have long days. I mean, you know, there were some days that we were waking up at four in the morning and then getting back to our Airbnb at like eight at night. So especially my phone is definitely going to die if I don't have some extra juice from a portable charger to to keep going with that. The other thing that I really think is important that I didn't really have last week that I really wish I had were some more comfortable shoes. I have like I had like a pretty run of the mill sneaker that I that I used when I wasn't in my tall boots. And I just feel like being on your feet all day, having something with really good arch support is so important, especially when you're doing, you know, some more labor intensive activities, more so than just riding, like cleaning out stalls, handling water buckets, shavings, hay, some heavy lifting, if you're, especially if you're not used to doing that on a daily basis. Um, that can just like be so hard on your back. And so it really doesn't help if you're also on your feet all day with bad shoes. So that's something I actually just bought my first pair of Hoka's and I am also on the lookout for a good pair of on running shoes because I know everyone in the horse world has those. I still am not convinced they are the best shoe because they have those holes at the bottom of the shoe that I feel like everyone always says they get filled with the arena footing. So I ended up getting Hoka's, and so we'll see. I'll keep you updated on what I think about those, but I've heard they have, like, amazing arch support. And now that I'm 30, I feel like I'm old and need to start working on having really, like, quality footwear. So enough on that. The other thing that I always have multiple pairs of are sunglasses, 
That's like a big thing for me. Sunglasses and hat, especially at a horse show, long days. Also gloves. I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but gloves have been so important to me and my hands. If I'm not, you know, lathering my hands with sunscreen, I am putting gloves on because otherwise on days that I don't do that, you know, you get that really bad, not only hand tan line, but those turn into wrinkles, my friends, and we don't have time for that. So anything I can do, I have some fingerless gloves that I've been playing with seeing if I, if I like that for just, you know, when I'm not riding, but I'm out, you know, setting jumps or around the horse show. So having, you know, sun protection in general, I think at a horse show is so, so important. So those are my things, especially in my car that I feel like are really, really important to have while you are setting up for the horse show. You don't have to be in the horse world for very long to understand that safety is such a big part of our sport. Ride EquiSafe offers the broadest selection of safety equipment in North America. Their broad selection really means that they can be a brand diagnostic and really focus on what's best or most appropriate for each individual rider. They don't push certain brands on people. They really do take a look at the individual rider to find which pieces would be the best. If there's a piece of safety equipment that they don't carry, there's usually a very specific reason why. Ride Equisafe is the only company in North America whose primary business priority is keeping riders safe in the saddle. They also offer a selection of boutique equestrian apparel to ensure you're not just safe, but you're also stylish in the saddle. So to get more information, visit their website at rideequisafe.com. That's ride, E-Q-U-I-S-A-F-E.com. Of course, there's plenty of room for you to pack a bunch of stuff in the trailer and things that I often feel like you forget and are needing to, you know, run to farm vet and get, um, or sometimes even having to go to like Walmart or Home Depot and get are things like zip ties. I always get like a, the big pack of 100 zip ties, um, for things like setting up your cross ties, um, electrical for setting up your fans. Um, I also always get a roll of clothesline rope to be able to tie up to hang, you know, wet towels or dirty saddle pads to let them dry at the back of the cross ties. Um, something that I always feel like I overlook, um, or, you know, last week at Aiken, there weren't mats down in the stalls. So especially if you could, if you're needing to set up stalls to bring mats with you. But, um, we ended up just using, we, we heavily bedded the stalls, but we ended up getting two mats for the cross ties, which especially if you have horses that, you know, you want to have in the cross ties to, you know, in front of the fans to let their legs dry and they're getting impatient and they're pawing. It's just always the worst. If that ground gets wet, if it's just like grass or dirt that turns into mud, it just makes such a mess. So I feel like mats are such a good investment. You can easily roll them up, um, tie them up with twine and have them ready to go for the next horse show. The other thing is obviously it's sometimes easy to forget things like 
tack cleaning or hooks to be able to hold halters on the stall doors to be able to hold your fake tails on the stall doors for your braider. Um, things like that that I feel like after doing a few shows and, and kind of packing, they, they it becomes like second nature to include those things on your packing list. But I feel like every once in a while I'm like, oh, I forgot hooks for tails and things like that. So I feel like always having extra things to be able to you know, hang items on like tack and tails and halters and things like that are really important to have. The last thing that I think is also super important is having packing and poultice supplies. It's, um, you know, can be um, a bit tedious if maybe your program doesn't involve that as much at home. Um, I know for many programs, they, when a horse is jumping a lot, um, or has, you know, more of a strenuous lesson, you'll follow that up with ice boots, which we brought, we ended up not having a freezer. So we borrowed from a friend across the aisle, um, who is generous enough to give us a little space in their freezer for us to keep our ice boots. But then also after, you know, a lot of these horses are jumping, you know, almost every day of the horse show, um, leading up, you know, on arrival, getting them quiet, getting them focused and ready to go to show. Maybe they do a professional division before they do an amateur junior division. So lots of jumping, lots of strain on those joints. And so doing anti-inflammatory uh, pre, you know, measures I think are super important. So we often will pack our front horse's feet um, with an Epsom salt poultice. It's usually like a lime green goo um, and that we put in. And then we also have a roll of cotton. So we'll take the Epsom salt poultice, we'll put that on the horse's hoof, and then we'll put a little bit of cotton over the top and then wrap the horse's hooves in vet wrap. And that just allows some extra support um, and anti-inflammatory to be able to draw out any any soreness or strain from um, from what they've you know been experiencing at the horse show, varying footing, extra work, etc. And then we always poultice our horse's legs with with a regular poultice, usually like Uptight is like the brand that we use. There's several, and then we soak some paper, which, you know, poultice paper, which, um, is usually just like, it looks like a roll of brown parchment paper that we rip off and we let soak. We usually can soak in like a water bucket. And then you wrap that around your horse's leg, um, similar to how you would like a, a, a really long bandage or polo wrap. And then you follow that up with standing wraps and, and a silk bandage to just be able to add that extra support after a long day of work and jumping. Um, again, anti-inflammatory agent. So, um, if you don't do that at home or you only do that on, you know, a hard work lesson day or jump day, it's, I think it's also super important to have at the shows because our horses, go through a lot of extra work at horse shows um, to be able to perform their best for you. So anything you can do to kind of give them extra comfort and support, I think are really important. The last thing I'll note, which we experienced in Aiken, is that it got really warm during the day. And so we set up fans, we wired extension cords, and then we're able to use those standing fans. If you tighten them all the way up, you can angle them um, downward. And so we zip tied them on the top of the stall and angled them down so that they got a really nice flow of air during the day. 
But then at night, it got down to like 45 degrees. So we ended up when we went at like late at night, like 9, 930 for night check, then we would put, you know, a, a, a light blanket on them at night. So really paying attention to the highs and the lows of the weather while you are at the horse show, I think are really important just so that you're prepared. Obviously, there are some varying options. You know, we had um, two horses who who had just recently been body clipped, so a little bit more sensitive to the cooler weather, and then one that had a pretty significant coat. So really paying attention to um, the highs, and um, she was a little bit, you know, more hardy in terms of the, the lower temperatures because of her coat. So... With all that being said, I always think it's like such a cool opportunity. Obviously, it was a lot of work to be, um, you know, do adding that extra grooming effect to the horse show dynamic. I love it, though. I think it was such a great reminder um, to thank my grooms and everything they do. But it was also a great way to reconnect with the horses in my program. You really just kind of see a different side of them, you know feeding them, spending time in their stall, blanketing them, cleaning their stalls, even just like extra time grooming them than I normally would at home. And so it was a really cool opportunity. Plus it was a great workout. I definitely did not need to go to the gym or do any other additional activity, physical activity outside of my days at the horse show. So kind of killed two birds with one stone there. But with all that being said, those are my little bits of information, especially the stuff that I like to pack into my car on the way to the horse show that I thought it would be fun to share. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any items that you feel like are must-haves to pack in your car, I'd love to hear about them. I have a reel that I showed all of the things that I packed in my car on the way to Aiken, South Carolina to set up for the horse show. So make sure you head over there. It's on the podcast account as well as my equestrian style on Instagram. Comment and let me know if you think of anything else that I should have included on that list because knowledge is power. Until next time, I'm Bethany Lee, and this is the Equestrian Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast, and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week.